SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Folks, away we go. Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot ready to rock and roll. Did the first hour on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sam Stevie, Adam Burke was with us, our good friend from ATS.io. It's good to see you. How you doing? How you doing, bud? Good Another day good, at the beach. It's, it's, it's good to be seen. It's, it's good to see you. And, and there is a Mason Rudolph sighting in, uh, in Pittsburgh. You, you were spot on when you said some of these teams are going to be resting. Guys, are, they're just going to give Roethlisberger a rest, right? Rudolph, we'll see, you know, what the Bills decide to do. Other teams, we got the Rams. Goff is out. Yeah, right. With thumb surgery. With thumb surgery. Um, so, so that's going to be an interesting guy to watch, by the way. Uh, I believe his name is John Wolford. I think I got the name right. Yep. He's from Wake Forest. This guy can run the football. I, I, I wonder if McVay might put in some packages just for him to run the football. He's a really good runner. The total on that game is 39 and a half. Do we not overthink it? I mean, is it – I know Murray can run around and make plays. He's a little Nick, too. We do He's have to watch Nick, that. But this Rams defense, okay, yeah, they got Hopkins. Well, you got Jalen Ramsey on Hopkins. Now, the first time they played was a track meet. Right. But I don't know that that's going to be the case here. I'm with you on that, Brian. Again, when these in-division teams meet the second time, those games tend to go under. Not always, but they tend to skew under. The the the, uh, the team that lost the first game is looking for revenge. And, it, again, they, they know each other pretty well. Uh, so, so the defenses kind of stand up in that second game especially. So you're the injury guy over at Don Best. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be – uh, you're gonna earn your money, my brother. I'm well, oh, buddy. I was scouring uh, all through uh, uh, the Twitter verse uh, last evening. Um, this this Suggs kid for uh, Gonzaga. We we don't know if he's gonna play today. He got a leg injury the pre- previous game against Virginia. Didn't play last night, and uh, and now he's questionable for today's game. Um, there there stuff happening all over the place. All over the place. Taves. Yeah. Jonathan Taves from the Blackhawks. This poor team. They lose Kirby Doc. They lose Nylander. Now Taves, an undisclosed illness. And, you know, first and foremost, you hope the guy's okay. Right. But, boy, the Blackhawks, I mean, As, and in all sports, we're dealing with this stuff. Uh, we, we may not hear from Chuck this week. <laughs> he may, he may oh, be in man. the fetal position at home. Well, that's, he's got the Bears to worry about this uh, week. Okay. Well, it's, well. And they, so they get to go take on Green Bay. I mean, I, I, I love what the Bears have done here recently, but it's been against lesser opponents. So I, I think Green Bay is going to be. Well, Green Bay's got the one seed to play for. And that being said, I agree with you. I mean, Houston, who basically 
J.J. Watt said they were running for the bus. <laughs> right. Minnesota couldn't stop Palo Verde. Never been a Cousins guy. By the way, for the people, I'm sorry, people on the sports grid radio neighborhood, it's a high school in <laughs> summer. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then Jacksonville, who's right. tanked. But Trubisky has looked a lot better. He's looked better. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I want him to play better. I just don't know what to make of it. Is he actually playing better, or again, is it lesser defenses that he has faced that have led to the numbers? It's a fair question, but he he's playing night and day different than he did earlier in the year. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely earlier true. in the year against those three teams, he wouldn't have won those games. No, absolutely true. And again, Nagy uh, earned his bones by uh, being the OC at uh, Kansas City. Um, he. You know, one would think he knows how to run an offense, and he did when he first got to Chicago, but after that, not so much. But maybe he's got it back now. You think because to officially end 2020, okay, I don't want to get in trouble, and we want social distancing. But should we not have, like, a big Sunday night NFC East party to end the season? I, I, yeah, that'd be fine with me. Um, I'm, I – I'm really – I hope Alex can go. I, I'm really looking forward to Alex Smith playing. I am such – when the Niners drafted him – Let me ask you. Yeah. At Don Best, leading into that game last week, mm-hmm. what was your – what were you led to believe? Was he doubt? He was questionable, not doubtful. I thought he was going to play. I, I really did. I think Rivera really sat there and said, look – I can win this game conceivably without him. That may be. But the if case. he's on, if you know, if he's seventy percent and he aggravates, aggravates it, I, I'm dead next week. Yeah. I think I think every minute of rest was big for him, and he put all the Alex Smith eggs in the week seventeen basket. That may well be Brian, because he, the, I saw a video of him in practice last week. And again, it's practice, and there's no one rushing. But when he was moving around, okay, he was throwing off of that calf just fine. He was not gimpy. He was he was pretty fluid. I, I the indications were during the week uh, from the reporters in Washington that they thought that he would be able to go. Well, my friend, I hope you sharpened your pencil. You got a lot of Everard Favor number twos. We're ready. You're, you're ready uh, because I think it's just the beginning. Lots to dissect. Week 17. Hey, the PGA Tour comes back next week. The NHL training camp opens Sunday. Sports, sports, and more sports. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Sportsbook Radio. Tony Neville, Treasure Island. He's our guest coming up next on Sportsbook Radio. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Baker Mayfield tried to do too much, and at the end of the day, it all turned out as an L for the Browns at possibly the worst time. Why in God's name did they seem to abandon the run? Just run the football. It's Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you here. Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Sirius 204, Stevie's coming soon. We're going to be on Sirius 204 January 7th. Uh, so that'd be cool. Sirius is going to love me. 
oh, you've got the perfect face for serious. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. Roger, Roger. Two drink minimum. We'll be here all day. Yeah, man. Uh, we love Tuesdays for a lot of reasons. First reason being? Uh, John Smith subs. Bingo. Buy one sub. Get one free, any size sub, and you'll get the fries. I know the oh, fries. yeah. Fries are money. 9701 West Flamingo. Uh, I, you know, I was bunkered last night watching the Bills. Okay. But they were hooting and hollering over at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. The Monday Night Maniacs were at it. They got the great gaming promotions with the $5,000 cash back every month. Uh, the banquet room, the kitchen's open 24-7. Our good friends over at Oasis. Now, the other reason we love Tuesdays. Tony Tuesdays. It's Tony Tuesday, and we're gonna, it'll be Tony's Tuesdays again. We're going to get the big man, Tony Miller, from the Golden Nugget on board. By the way, they opened a new steakhouse down yeah. at the uh, Golden Nugget, the Salt Grass Steakhouse. You see, you guys see this joint, 23 TVs, all the sports is on. Good evening. Oh. Good evening. Bring I mean, me a filet and turn on my game. I don't know how Tony Miller works. He walks by Chick-fil-A, <laughs> and now he's got the Salt Grass Steakhouse <laughs> to chow down He on. may never go home. I mean, you know. He's got to keep that skull figure, <laughs> <laughs> our, our beloved pal. All right. Tony Neville, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar, Treasure Island, one of our best friends and one of the all-time good guys here in Las Vegas. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. After that great Buffalo Bills win last night, we had that game seven, pumped it up to seven and a half. They kept that in the Bills. The Bills gave their fans plenty of thrills, especially in the pocketbook, Brian. Oh, buddy, uh, I got to tell you, uh, it's it's kind of a pinch me thing. You know, I've waited 20 plus years to just to be like entertained. But th- you look at that AFC East and I, I'm not going to go bananas. And I wouldn't even say take it with a grain of salt because I'm pretty objective about it. But you look at the way that division was as of today. The Bills, now I don't know about Super Bowls, but in the division, the Bills are sitting on the next three, four, five years. The Jets got a lot of work to do. The Dolphins, the defense is good. I'm not sold on Tua. And the Patriots got a lot of work to do. Maybe Garoppolo goes back there and you got Belichick. But as of today, boy, the Bills look like the real deal. And let's see how they close it out. Well, I thought Garoppolo was on his way to the hospital. And he, like in and out of ambulances more than any other quarterback in the league the last three seasons. He has spent a lot of time on the IR, Tony. You're right about that. Oh, my gosh. It's really tough on the 49er fans. They've tried to make it with a couple of second and third string quarterbacks. Next year will be another year. I think after this year we're all ready to put it in our rearview mirror except for the Bills and the Chiefs fans and a couple of these uh, Saints fans and Green Bay Packer fans. But for most of us, we're ready to fill a stadium here in the Las Vegas Valley. We can't wait for things to get back to normal, Brian. Amen to that. All right. So I got to ask you, my friend, week 17, when I just say the words week 17, does it make you cringe? Well, it just makes me have to have my nose stuck right into all the news sources to try to find out who's playing and who's not playing, who's nicked up, who's not nicked up. I spent part of the morning, you know, trying to, to go back through and, and look at scores from previous years, you know, in, in week 17, just to try to get an idea of uh, are there enough upsets and do enough dogs 
you know, actually come out and cover in the games. And, you know, there there are a few games from last year where uh, teams actually came out and played uh, really good in the last and in, in that last week. But as a bookmaker, you know that uh, on a holiday weekend like this one's going to be, uh, every minus in the world is going to be on every one of the parlay and teaser tickets. So we'll just sink or swim and hope that uh, a couple of these games work out in our favor. But uh, there are quite a few blowouts, too, uh, when you get to week 17. All right, so let me ask you. Cleveland now, bam, up to 10, a 10-point favorite. Mason Rudolph's playing. Uh, And the Bills-Dolphins game, that thing's dropped like a rock where now – and I've not seen anything definitive that the Bills are going to rest guys, but the Dolphins need the game. That number's come way down. Do games in Week 17, Tony, I mean, are they moving on air a little bit, or is it just flat-out money that's moving these things? But they're moving quick. You know, I can't say. We have that game off the board. We've got the Chargers and the Chiefs off the board. You know, they've got the Chargers a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Kansas City. So I'm in more of a, a wait-and-see uh, attitude. I've got a lot of the other games up, the Cardinals and the Rams, uh, same way. I've got that game off the board. It seems like the other games that I do have up, there's not as much volatility uh, with what the opening numbers uh, actually came out Sunday night or Monday. And so I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that, but I'm expecting uh, a lot more action. Uh, as we get closer to uh, what we call December 31st, New Year's Eve, okay. people are starting to pack in over here. So, okay, so so all those games, you you were taking action on virtually all these games yesterday, or have some of them been off nonstop? Well, some of them have been off nonstop, and the reason that is is, is, is again, I have to go back and look at the teams that played last year and how many people actually ended up resting. I know with the Steeler game, I know that uh, General Ben's supposed to be sitting on the sideline, but I'm kind of hoping that, that his backup will come out and play a little bit. In this spot, Cleveland needs the game. I don't know that they need to win by 10 points or more. I know they'd like to put it on the Steelers, but with that being said, um, you know, it'll be the same routine this year as every other year. Once the 10 o'clock games kick off, then it'll be time to turn off the 1 o'clock and 125 games to wait and kind of see how the results start to shuffle themselves in because there'll be some outcomes into what takes place later in the afternoon. Do you find like, like the bigger betters? I mean, is it a buyer beware thing? Uh, do you have anything historically in week 17? You can recall how players approach week 17 coming at you. Well, you know, it's just one of those things. Those with the most information, of course, pick you apart we're hoping that uh as the information flows from sources like the review journal uh don best uh, roto world and other team uh locations like that that we can stay on top of the information but uh today as a matter of fact you know i just notified you about that texas bowl being canceled my brother had uh, sent me the message that some of the tcu players had tested positive for covid you know that's not to say that we might have the same situation here uh, in the NFL. So it, for me, it's, it's just sit back and wait. We usually limit what we take early in the week in week 17 and don't open it up till we get to game day.
The other game for me, Tony, was uh, New England and the Jets, and I'm guessing that you didn't put that one up yet either. You, you, I, I would guess you would you normally wait on a, on a Monday night uh, team uh, until you find out what happened. Well, you know what? I, I actually do have that game up. Okay. To me, that's, that's kind of a, a non-issue game yeah. where you have two teams that aren't really playing for anything, and therefore, even though the Jets have been playing out of their minds, uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the Patriots – and they haven't really excited me too much, and I think that's what we're going to see a lot of people that are coming in believing too. But that, to me, is one of the games, like whenever you have a favorite, Steve, that's about 17-point favorite. We usually don't get bets on either side. And when you have a team, two teams that are playing for absolutely nothing, and, then uh, that's pretty much what we get as far as wagering here. And honestly, honestly, the way he's played, Tony – the drop-off is nominal. If it's Stidham or Newton, it's like, what's the difference, you know? Right. Yeah. And and people are just, they're not going to come in two-fisted on a game like this, Brian. No, you're right, pal. Tony Neville, Treasure Island, sticking with us. We're going to take a timeout. It is Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. On a Tuesday, race into the end of 2020. Do we have a fireworks drop that we can play on now? <laughs> Don't burn anything in here. Coming at you all day. Every day. With more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. The morning after. I think this is going to be the best week 17 because of all of the uncertainty. We have a division up for grabs. Every single wildcard spot in the AFC is still undecided. There's a lot of intrigue. It's the morning after with SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you here at Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville, T.I., Treasure Island, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Good to see you, bud. We stopped down to see him heading to the holiday. Uh, by the way, I got to tell you, chicken wings are pretty good there. Yeah, they hit the spot, Brian. I know. I had an order right there with you. And uh, I think you, uh, I think I had the, uh, what did I have? Ranch dressing? And what'd you go Oh, with yeah. That's, I, 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 you're lucky. I mean, I love you, but I, I did lose an ounce of respect for you on that one. Never no, mind, Tony. No, I love ranch dressing. No one. Listen, come on. They were chicken wings are meant to be eat with blue, eaten with blue cheese. Oh God, no! What do you mean? Oh God, no! That's I, what they are. And I, and it is what I tell you. I love this community. I love living here. And you know me. I've got a Dead Sea Scroll list of pet peeves that are good <laughs> pet peeves. And one of my biggest ones is that I gotta ask for blue cheese with my chicken wings out here. That's a sin. It's a crime against humanity. I don't like blue cheese. Go ahead, Tony. Well, you know what? I think uh, I come from south of the Mason-Dixon line, and uh, we didn't have what you call buffalo wild wings at the time when I was growing up. We had regular chickens, and we had chicken legs. We never did any of that wing stuff till I got to Las Vegas, and I was so proud because I lived over there at the time on Flamingo, uh, just the other side of UNLV, and we used to have a bar over there that had the Royal 
order of the chicken wing, yeah. and if you could eat their nitros, you got up there and you had a trophy. Oh, the su- so suicide a- hot wings? Oh, the- these were great. These these were great, but again, this goes back to the late 70s. But, man, oh, man, we had some great bars here in town that pushed the buffalo wings long before you got here, buddy. All right, but listen, I will tell you, tell you this. Try this. Don't laugh at me. Try this. Not all the time, but one. Like if you get a pizza, one piece of the of the pie, dip it in blue cheese. See, I go the other sure. way. I, Unbelievable. I, oh. I dip it in ranch. That's nauseating. Well. Ranch is a soupy, goopy. Nah, ranch is fine. Oozing mess. You, you got you grabbed the wrong ranch, then. You guys are you guys are missing something. World spinning backwards. I've tried blue what cheese. What color I is the sky in your like world? It. It, the sky's blue. <laughs> nice, crisp, clean blue. Tony Neville, week seventeen. Is this a crazy question? Are, are the players more reticent and on the shelf? But specific to halftime wagering, or is week 17 halftime wagers the biggest week of the year when it comes to people betting because they would maybe sit on the sidelines knowing the gray areas, see what's transpiring, and then stick their toe in the water? That's a great question, Brian, and I'm sorry I don't have a great answer, but what I will say is everybody comes into this week, and I'll look at it like we're coming into an emergency room at a hospital. Everyone, both sides of the counter, is in shock. We're all looking for symptoms, and we're trying to figure out what's going to make it work. And this is probably, probably other than week one, one of the most difficult weeks trying to determine players and whether or not there'll be any chemistry out there at all. And remember... By the time you get to halftime, you will have seen enough on most of these games to know if some of the players are leaving afterwards for Cancun or one of those other destinations because they've thrown the towel in. But right now, I'm looking for teams that are going to go out there and play for pride and hopefully be able to put pick, put a number up for the second half and maybe uh, try to draw in some money on some of these teams that are playing against maybe a big number or you know a favorite. Is there a surge, Tony, in futures for the Super Bowl at the 11th hour? Or is that thing just, you know, whatever, the cat's out of the bag. And I hate the value word. There's no value in ripping up a losing ticket. Uh, Do do they continue to bet the Super Bowl uh, futures? Or has that ship sailed? No, they don't bet the favorites, but they do bet the, the longer shots out there. And I know by the time I came in, I think it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, we had taken on a lot of money on the Chicago Bears. And it's not that I give the Bears, you know, a big shot of winning this thing, but I do have them in such a situation that if they win the Super Bowl, I might be, you know, driving you and Stevie with Uber. I find that this, this, this Bears situation is interesting to me. I, I, I feel like Green Bay is just going to go up and down the field on them, even though the Chicago has a good defense. Aaron Rodgers is playing at just this very high elite level right now going in. And, and Trubisky has played well, but I, he hasn't done it against great teams, so I, I'm not sure what we're going to get from him 
against Green Bay. I, I feel like Green Bay's the, 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 the way to go in, in this game this week. Well, Steve, you may be right there, but again, this is another one of those games where you're going to have to sit out and say, well, you know, maybe maybe the, the quarterback plays the first half, but they sit him the second half. You know, that, maybe Mr. Rogers' well, neighborhood's only half full this weekend. And that's the crazy thing. That was going to be my next question to go back to the earlier question about second half wagering. What are the challenges for you? Because we've sat there and said, you know, there is that they and the, the league has historically done a very good job of the games that have tentacles to one another start at the same time. So, yeah, now if, if a team knows, for argument's sake, uh, I don't know. Pittsburgh and Buffalo, you're playing for the two seed. If, if the, you know, if P- Pittsburgh's up 17, I don't know. Does that change Buffalo's mindset at halftime? But are, are you are you looking at post and second half numbers going, uh-oh, that game looks out of control. This other team's going to realize they got a chance and they got a bounce in their step. Could could What's going on in the first half of one game impact you hanging a second half number in another game? It possibly could, but again, till we get about midway through the third quarter of these games and, and games look like they are, are decided or they're undecided will be when I turn on those games for the for the afternoon session. I think, for instance, I'm going to give you one game to look at, Brian and Steve, and it's this one. Seattle Seahawks kicking off at 125 in the afternoon. They're, I guess they're going to be playing down here in uh, Arizona playing the San Francisco 49ers. And I really don't know other than this will be the San Francisco 49ers bowl game. And there's nothing I believe that the 49ers would rather do than go out at a neutral site, give this team everything they can handle. And it wouldn't surprise me that Seattle and then the second half that's it. just kind of ease off of it because well, they got to be ready for the playoffs. That's right. But, the, but here's the scenario in the NFC. Green Bay wins, they win the one seed. Green Bay wins, Seattle wins, New Orleans loses, Seattle gets the one seed. The three of them end up tied, New Orleans gets the one seed. But it's all predicated on Green Bay losing. So if, for example, if Green Bay's up 17 or 20 I'm just hypothetical, but if they're up 20 on Chicago at the half, if I'm Seattle and New Orleans, I'm getting Wilson and Breeze the hell off the field. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, Brian, I mean, that's part of the suppositions that we have to play, you know, this entire weekend. And it's kind of tough. The only good news is, is, until halftime, your 10 o'clock wagering's over with for the game. And then the chances are, you know, that you're not going to be able to sell off a lot of liability this weekend. There's so much uncertainty in the market that it's going to be extremely tough if you get yourself caught in a position to lose, lose a large sum of money to be able to get, get off of a number. or And hopefully you don't end up with uh, the guys that are driving in with the wise guys all on the same teams. Hey, it's 2020. The new year, maybe it'll be my New Year's resolution, but just in case, Stevie, uh, supposition, it's an uncertain belief. (laughs) Synonyms are belief, surmise, idea, notion, suspicion, conjecture, or speculation. Go ahead. Thank you for that. I 
Tony, in general, the, the last week of the NFL, is it the same amount of dollars wagered? Because for me personally, it's tough to figure this stuff out sometimes, and I probably wager less in week 17 than I would during a normal week in the NFL. Well, it's a catch-22 here. Typically, you would say that, but with it being on a New Year's Eve weekend, I think we'll have a healthy market out there. We may not have all the usual punters there, but those guys that are here uh, sitting on the sidelines, standing and watching, will all be looking to pick off numbers that they think work to their advantage. So uh, it, it's it's about people trying to decide where they want to be in certain games. And remember, so much of this will be information that comes out, especially Thursday and Friday, because that'll be the last team meetings. That'll be when everything starts to be brought forward to the public's knowledge to try to understand what each coach is thinking uh, coming into the final week. And for some of the coaches, you know, they know they're packing their bags when the game's over with and they're moving out of the facility because they know they're not going to be around for next year's uh, season. So um, look at what's happening. Look at coaches on the hot seats. There's certain teams that you'll look at that the organization's may not be top-notch, therefore they may not put as much into this kind of Week 17 game. And if you are, are that acute in your thought process, you'll probably end up with more money in your pocket this weekend than maybe you will in uh, Week 1 called the Wild Card Weekend the following week. Tony Neville trying to put the Rubik's Cube of Week 7 together. Uh, it's fun. It's a challenge. Mr. Neville going to be kind enough. Can you stick around one more segment? Uh, if you want me to, I'll be more than happy. I love your people that listen to your show, Brian. Coming at you all day. Every day. With more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. so distressed about the blue cheese thing that I forgot to hit the music. <laughs> My neighbor Chet agrees with you. For Your one. neighbor Chet's a smart man. Okay. He hasn't he, moved out. <laughs> I'm not sure about his choice. I don't, know about, I don't know about his choice in realty. <laughs> you know, but, you know, but other than that, he seems yeah. like a good guy. <laughs> he, he certainly could have picked a better house. <laughs> Next to this idiot. Chet, change the locks. Tony Neville from Treasure Island's kind enough to join us. Uh, just another day at the beach, kid. Yeah, people uh, piling in this morning. Started about uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Looks like a few folks that were driving in from L.A. left about 5 or 5.30 and, of course, uh, hit the uh, what we call that uh, testing center between here and L.A. where that speedway is about 80 miles an hour. And, of course, you mean the, the you produce the, rush, the produce it, stand <laughs> or the, the produce well, check line or whatever that is? Well, yeah, but when you're coming this way, you don't have one coming this direction. But the thing about it is, is, is it's a nice, great drive. We're lucky enough to have the highways we have the byways to get us here back and forth on, on a holiday weekend like we've had the last two weeks. And we're excited because we know we may not have the fireworks happening up and down the strip, but guess what? All the fireworks will be happening in the race and sports books around the country. And uh, we're looking forward to a great crowd. And this weekend with New Year's Day falling on a Friday, 
We're looking for big days Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and hopefully we'll have quite a few holdovers on Monday night. I, unfair to maybe put you in this spot. I mean, you're not a, you know, a CDC guy, but and we know some of the properties have maybe tapered things off during the week, and we know that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on on the Strip specific, that's when things start to heat up. Uh, what's the belief, Tony? Are we are we thinking by summertime we're get, we're making making a, a pushback uh, towards respectability and normalcy and and hopefully by next football season in the fall we're we're talking fans at games and all that kind of good stuff well i don't know that there's any one belief system out there that you would uh, want to put your nostradamus on but i think mm-hmm. the way it is is we have things in place now for people to get the kind of care they need should they get sick and the kind of uh, things coming into place shortly that will help prevent people from getting sick. And the sooner we get back to uh, our normal ways, the better it's going to be for all of the societies around the world. And, you know, if we can have folks in the stadium next year, uh, that would be totally fantastic. And I always like to look optimistically and look at the glass half full as opposed to looking at it half empty. Yeah, yes, you do. How about the NBA up and running early stages of a season, getting a – a read on power ratings and, and totals and all the things you do in the early stages or any trends or things you've picked up or even trends on how the players are coming at you on the NBA. A lot of games tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I've picked up a real big trend already. Uh, as many folks out there know, the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> used to play the Washington, Washington generals, red, red clots. Not, right. But not knowing which players are going to play each and every day up until maybe 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock an hour, two hours before uh, time we have tip-off, it's already starting to get frustrating to think some of these superstars are, are unwilling to, uh, you know, lace up those sneakers. And these vacations have already started, and we're not even into the first full week of NBA. So I've got um, I'm a little disillusioned by all of that. But all in all, you know, folks are excited about the Lakers here with – they're betting the Lakers like it's already over in the future book, which I hope this year it's really good for us and some other team comes out and kicks them in the tail end. But the thing that we don't know and the thing that is the toughest is the, the little injuries and things like that. I know that Memphis guard last night, uh, he went down, had to be wheeled off the court in a wheelchair with a, I think it was a high ankle sprain. But yeah. key injuries in the NBA mean a whole heck of a lot. But after watching last year's playoffs, I think what we found is the regular season has become more of a uh, let's warm up and then we can turn it really on when we get to the playoffs. So right now I'm a little disillusioned with the superstars making, you know, 10, 20, 40, 50 million dollars a year, not being able to go out there and suit up. And uh, it to me, I just don't like that, Brian. And I don't know how you feel. What do you think? It's, I, I got to tell you, it's frustrating for me too, Tony. And I don't, I don't get it either. Re, re, the second game of the season, they're resting guys. It, I don't understand. And and uh, and and uh, for Memphis last night, it was uh, John ja Morant, and uh, I, I'm not sure that they were they were thinking maybe a broken foot, but I, I think it's more likely the ankle. Uh, X-rays were negative last night. He was supposed to get an MRI this morning. I didn't see the results yet, but he's probably going to miss at least a couple of games, and hopefully it's oh, not more serious than that. Boy, a high, a high ankle sprain, boy, those things are nasty. By the way, I'll make this the favorite uh, it, because of our generation. I'll say yes is the favorite to both of you. Did you see? The, have you seen the Harlem Globetrotters in person? Yes. 
Tony? Uh, just TV. Really? You never got a chance to see them? No. Uh, I was in one of those situations. I was usually out playing when they were there playing. Okay. No, I, yeah, we had, a, we had a lot of games. I'll tell you. It was amazing. Meadowlark Lemon, the half-court hook shot. <laughs> I mean, literally. Like, he was like one – He'd be ticked if it took him three times to yeah. hit. I, I saw he, him. He'd bury it all that. It's unbelievable. I saw him on TV one time do it from like the upper deck. He, he, he was standing <laughs> at the railing of the upper deck and threw it in, you know, from half court with a hook shot. And he did it first try. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? What a theatrical presentation on a basketball court. I know we had a couple of guys that came up through either the local communities or through a couple of the smaller colleges because things were so much different back in that day than they are today. And what I'm referring to there is uh, we, we didn't have a whole lot of integration back in the 50s and 60s. But these guys could play some oh, basketball, and their entertainment level was completely off they the They were chart. hilarious, yeah. And for small children and young adults and people that weren't familiar with the game, it was the cleanest spectacle that you could put out there. And the amount of entertainment, it was the best two, two and a half hours you could spend oh, with your family. They put a smile on kids' faces. It's like it's like you, when you're a parent, you always took you had to take your kids to see the Harlem Globetrotters or go to take them to the circus or, or that kind of thing. The thing is amazing, and you know, I guess now they do it that if it were Meadowlark Lemon, whoever the the showboat guy is that runs the show. He wears the wireless, or not the wireless, he wears the mic. Right. But they used to play, I mean, in a, in a full sure. arena, you could hear them in the upper deck yeah. doing the shtick. It was great. It was unbelievable. Now, Meadowlark yeah, was great. He was talking the whole game to, to players on the other team and, and, and clean, but really ribbing them. I'm so motivated now, Tony. I think in the next two weeks, I'm going to come in five days in a row, throw a bucket of confetti at Stevie, and then on the sixth day, you know, have a full pail of water and, and let him have it. That'll be fantastic. Well, I, I'm going to ask both of you all this question. Who is the greatest basketball player that you probably don't know that played with the Harlem Globetrotters? The greatest player you don't know? I know I know two guys. Did, did, that, did, um, did Connie what, Hawkins no, play with I, them? I'm not sure about that, but guy, here's two. Guy, here's two I do you, know. A guy you don't know. Okay. Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain played for them. Yeah. And Bob Gibson played for them. Stevie, you are right on. I didn't think you all would come up with Wilt Chamberlain, and really, he was iconic. Whether he was with them or uh, with the Golden State Warriors or any other teams that he played with. Yeah, he could. You know, he was really good at passing the ball when, especially when he was younger. I, when he, the older he got, I think he lost his hands, but. I, I believe he led the league in assists one year in the NBA. Here's, yeah. here's a little trivia for you. I think I'm right. I'm going to run the risk of being an idiot. The night Chamberlain got 100 points. Mm -hmm. Where was the game? Hershey. Bingo. Good boy. Yeah. Well done. Some things stick in there. And, and then I have no idea what I had for dinner last night. Yeah. Home of the Hershey Bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stevie, I've got some information for you. Okay. And, and whether or not you're aware of it, did you know that today we have already started our first college basketball game? And college basketball is peaking in interest over here at the Golden Circle. People are following the teams. They're getting it out because you know what they've learned is conference play has begun for most of the teams. I got to tell you, if you like basketball, watch this Gonzaga team. They move the ball really well. I am really impressed with the way they play basketball. 
Yeah, I think one of their top players is out uh, yeah, last tonight there, Brian. Yeah, uh, how are you doing in terms of, of the power ratings on the college basketball teams, Tony? You got to read on them now, or is, is it still this up and down, in and out uncertainty thing? And it's really not called uncertainty, Brian. There are a couple of teams that you rate high at the beginning of the year, and, and then they don't cover three or four games in a row. Those are the teams that you found out you were, weren't certain about after going through your reading materials. And then once you look at some of the box scores, you know that you have to quickly uh, drop the elevator on them and bring them down a few floors as far as uh, what their competition level actually is. But I think the, the one that's really got me right now, and, and I keep lowering them and lowering them, and I didn't have that much expectation early on, was Kentucky. And Kentucky, what are they now, about 1-6, and 1-7? and seven? I mean, it's, it's one of the premier teams of the SEC, and they have absolutely nothing, even with their four or five freshmen that they're usually boasting about. All right, I'll tell you what, locally on Vegas Aguilar at 1 o'clock, Dave Shane from the RJ is going to join us, which is always great fun. Uh, training camp opened Sunday for the Golden Knights at City National Arena. January 13th, uh, the league commences. I will tell you, Tony, I cannot wait for hockey. And, I mean, I can rattle off right now probably like a dozen things that are just so unique and intriguing in terms of how to handicap these games. Uh, coaching becomes a bigger deal because they'll be making more adjustments playing teams back-to-back nights. I think the travel's a, a wacko thing where these guys, it's not like you're going on the road. You're going on the road, but you go to the rink and you go to a hotel room. Uh, these guys will, get, I think, start fast on road trips and they'll be just deflated and want to get the hell out of there by the end. The back-to-back nature of games, the plus prices, backup goalies, uh, the intensity, injuries in a sprint, not a marathon, I, it's going to be so intriguing, and I I cannot wait, A, for hockey to come back. But the challenge the odds makers are going to have to get these numbers right. Well, you know, Brian, I noticed today that the Review Journal crowned the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Stanley Cup winners this year, and I had to put a, whoa, Pardon you got to wait on this. This is a little too early Pardon to me? have the hometown newspaper <laughs> crown them. I'll have a discussion Stanley with Cup Dave champions. Shane about that. Well, I mean, I just I didn't quite understand it, but I talked and spoke with most of my supervisors and my tellers here. They think we really have a ton of talent. The question is whether we can bring the young talent up to the veterans' pace, and if we can do that, they think there's a real shot. Oh, they're, they're, to you, they're an absolute contender, but they ain't no stroke on the board. Okay, so my question to you is this. What is the longest road stand Ooh. that the teams have with the new uh, style of play as far as uh, playing in the different think, divisions that they're in they, this year. I think they only can go on, I think they only go on the road for like two weeks. Uh, and they, you know, they come home and then they give them a longish homestand. But the, the schedule is very much, you know, a work in progress, how that's all going to shake out. But the physicality of it in, in these, they're going to be like series, not games, you know. Um, it's, right. It's going to be spectacular. I, I cannot wait. Tony, always a pleasure, my friend. The Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Uh, get the folks down there to see you, man. The eating's good, the, the betting's good, and it's a great venue, and you are a great guy. Thanks for doing this. Brian, Brian, you and Steve, happy new year. Happy new year to all the listeners. We look forward to everything being really good in 2021. Be careful out there, New Year's Eve. Uh, you, you know, party it. with passion, but be careful. You got it, buddy. 
Tony Neville, great stuff. Stevie's thoughts. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, putting a lid on Sportsbook Radio for a Tuesday. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Vegas Hockey Alley. Coming up on KSHP. After the top of the hour, Dave Shane from the RJ. Lots of news and notes around the NHL, the World Juniors, all that good stuff. But we always wrap up the little short segment here at the end with a new segment. I I got to come up with something more creative than CTV's thoughts. But. No, it's fine. It's fine. I am my father's son, Brian. If you you've met me, you've met my father essentially. Yeah. Now the, there are some differences. Mm-hmm. He likes sauerkraut. I don't like sauerkraut. He likes horseradish. Sauerkraut's hideous. Okay. So we agree on that. He likes horseradish. I don't like avocados either. Oh, I love avocados. My dad and I both love avocados. I was going there. Again, not blue cheese for me. My dad likes blue cheese. I do not. I love ranch. I love guacamole. I love dipping anything in guacamole. It's fantastic. Here's the other thing I don't like. I don't like too spicy. I've got a friend up in um, Oregon, Charlie. When we go out to dinner... He will eat habaneros. Do you know these habanero oh, things? Nuclear, yeah. He will eat them, and he becomes bright red. He becomes so red that the sun dims, and he is sweating. The guy leaves the oh, table no. absolutely sweating. No, I'm sweating when I'm eating chicken yeah. wings. I like hot chicken wings. I, I cannot do it. I don't. I, a little bit, like I'll put uh, Tabasco in my eggs in the morning, just a little bit for taste, but I'm not, I'm not too spicy. I don't like I don't like sweating. It's uncomfortable, and it doesn't taste good. It's too hot. It's, it's not a good taste for me. It's part of the experience. Not sweating while you're eating. Not for me. I've tried it. I don't like it. It's like a workout for me. I walk really fast by treadmills, <laughs> and I sweat while I eat. <laughs> it's like, what, I mean, you know, what do you want? What's the diff- d- distance recliner to refrigerator for you? 18.74 feet. All right. And you do what? About 20 laps a night? Um, well, we, we put hardwood floors in. All right. You know, carpets wouldn't survive. Correct. All right. So you're getting your workout in is the point. I find a way. <laughs> I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Thanks to Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Great guests throughout the quarters. Jeff Sherman from the Superbook tomorrow. The Thursday, Vinny Maliula is going to check in. Good stuff. We bid everybody adieu on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Don't forget, Series 204 coming on January 7th. Coming up next is Vegas Hockey Outline locally. Live on, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports.